Yeah. Also, the new uh, quarterlies are in. A couple of those we, we hand out. Uh, this morning's message is... It's up there? Oh, there, there it is. Can you tell what it is? Ask. <laughs> it's one of those... Uh, this is not a uh, machine. This is not a computer. If this is a person, please figure this out. <laughs> so, uh, the word ask. Now, uh, sometimes I think of the idea that uh, asking is making ourselves dependent. If we have to ask someone for directions, you know, we know women never do that. And uh, <laughs> that's a little joke there. But um, the idea is asking is sometimes a uh, sign of weakness, or we would think of it as a sign of weakness. But actually, the word ask is to call on for a sense, call on for an answer. So if we're asking something, we're, we're generally asking a question, we're making a request, we're we, to call for or to set a price for, uh, to ask is to invite. So we have a number of connotations or number of understandings of what asking or ask means. And in this, the prayer that we have, uh, or the, the understanding that we have in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 is, Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. So asking and seeking and knocking. <laughs> so what would be a, a humble ask? You know, if we think about humility, you know, sometimes we would, and again, I do this as a, a, a false understanding or false concept of humble. You know, I know God, I'm a weak worm of the dust and I'm not deserving and that, you know, you have so many other things to do and there's so many needs in the world. And, you know, that's not an ask. That's an expression of doubt before we, you know, it's like, Dad, uh, I know you won't give this to me and I know you're cheap and I know that you have other things that you want to do, but could I get this? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you can't see, I don't, think, I don't think David or Rachel ever said it that way to me. You know, I don't think I ever asked my dad that question. Dad, I know you're cheap, and <laughs> I know we're broke and we're poor, and, and uh, that we can't get enough food for the table, but I would like to have, you know. That's just like saying, I don't want this, so what's the use of asking? So, asking has the, the, um, the intention of expectation. If you don't ask, you're not expecting. Now, uh, I, I, I guess the, the, the right way, or I mean one way of saying about expecting, if a, if a, a woman uh, you know, is, is expecting a child, that she's, she's expecting, you know? That means that she uh, has a child in her womb and the child is growing and you know, in a period of time there will be a birth. Well, we don't go nine months or eight months into this uh, um, birthing process or this uh, um, expecting process without seeing something. <laughs> we generally see the little bump or the big bump, you know, where the child is. We see all this going on. There's a development. And over the time, it is, uh, seems like a very incremental thing, but you know that when it's come time, it's like, wow, that woman's going to have a child any moment, you know, that the, the expectation is there. Well, asking is uh, nine months, eight months into the process, it doesn't mean we change our mind. I don't think I'm pregnant right now. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, if you've been, you know, you're eight months and it's very evident and you can't tell me that 
I don't think I'm pregnant anymore. You know, well, I think so. Well, the same thing is with our ask. We are looking at and believing for and seeking for and knocking. Now, in a, in a, in a perfect world, <laughs> we would never become discouraged. In a perfect world, we would never, um, uh, what do you see? see how that things are, you know, look at, we would always have this expectation and we would always have this understanding that the world is good and that it would be great if we never failed, it would be great if we never doubted, it would be great if we never had any weaknesses, so only strengths, and that we would achieve everything that we set ourselves out to do and there's just victory after victory and we've got a wonderful life. But we woke up. <laughs> we woke up, we, we become awake to the fact that it doesn't always happen the way that we think. And whenever we are in this whole process, I, I think of Joseph's life, that he had this idea, this dream that he believed was from God, that you know, all of his brothers and father were going to bow down to him, and he was going to be this really great person. And that was his dream. But his brothers didn't share that dream, so they threw him in a pit and were going to let him die there. And then they sold him as a slave, and he went into Egypt, and he was bought by Potiphar. And he did his very best at Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife framed him. And he goes to prison for 13 years, and he rises to the top in prison, but he's still forgotten about. Well, what about the dream? What about the dream? And so in our asking and seeking and knocking, we have to keep are, we have to keep it in perspective. Because it hasn't happened yet, doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Sometimes we stop asking because, well, I've been asking for that for a long time and never got it, so my, maybe it's just not the right thing. But maybe it is the right thing, it's just not the right time. So the, the continual ask of our relationship with God is, is not a, a wishy-washy, uh, well, you know, God, whenever, maybe, perhaps, someday, sometime. It's not like that. We have an expectation. I am expecting to birth something. <laughs> I'm expecting for this to come into my life. I'm expecting this to be part of who I am. I expect this answer to my prayer. And so that's where we are looking at with this asking and seeking and knocking. We all have weaknesses. And weaknesses are allowing ourselves to see where we are perhaps lacking our best efforts, but yet we can find other people and other things to help shore us up in this. So whenever we start to ask, um, ask and it will be given you. <laughs> the Message Bible says, don't bargain with God, be direct. Ask and it will be given with you. Um, we, we find that there's no room there for um, error. Ask and it will be given. Okay? There's, there's the declaration of the ask. <laughs> there is this declaration that I am looking for, seeking. I am expecting something in this, in this process. Now, what is it that we're expecting? What is it that we're expecting? What are we asking for? What is it that's on our heart and our mind? What is it that we're really asking for? Well, I, back up a little bit. We can say, well, I've been asking for this for 20 years. Well, it doesn't matter. It's not a matter of how many years 
It's, it's the idea of the ask. Is the ask as much a part of our life today as it was 20 years ago? Then it's important. It's important to us and it's important to what God wants to, to bring into our life. Um, sometimes people get discouraged in the ask, you know? But sometimes the asking is what really, is what really puts it together for us, that, you know, no matter what happens, we're still asking for it. <clears throat> oh, one individual talked about... Uh, uh, his little girl, she wanted rabbit. She wanted a rabbit, you know. Well, the father you know, didn't want to get her a rabbit. And he says, no way, shape, or form am I getting you a rabbit. And the next week, the little girl comes up and says, Daddy, I want a rabbit. He says, I told you over and over again, we're not getting a rabbit. Next week, she goes, Daddy, I want a rabbit. <laughs> and, you know, but the, the declarations of her father saying, you know, no, you're not getting it. The, that was, it meant nothing. <laughs> Why? Because she wanted a rabbit. So she asked for the rabbit. And every time saw Daddy, asked for the rabbit. Finally, Daddy says, well, you know, huh, where, where are we going to get a rabbit? Well, I know. <laughs> you know, the little girl knew exactly where there were rabbits and where they were for sale. So in our, in our life, we may look at things and we're asking of our Heavenly Father. And in these scriptures that, that Jesus is telling us here, he's, he's, he's telling us to be direct. And, and, and later on in some of these, at the end, after this vision or this um, section of scriptures from verses 7 to 11, there are times in which Jesus is using to talk about if, you're, if your son asks for bread, are you going to give him a snake? You know, are you going to give him a rock? You're gonna, you know, are you going to give him a scorpion? You know, if, you're, if your earthly father knows how to do good things, how much more so your heavenly father? So in the ask, we need to seek um, for, for God. We're asking God and we're being direct with him. And each one of these things, even though asking, seeking, and knocking seem to be three, in, three entirely different things, they are yet one and the same. Because you're asking because... Um, the, the, you're asking and you know it will be given. You're seeking and what's going to happen when you seek? You're going to find and when you knock, the door is going to be open. So it's going to be given, it's going to be found, and it's going to be opened. So whenever we are praying, we're, we, we are praying with an expectation that it's going to be given, that it would, it's going to be found, and it's going to be opened. Asking, seeking, knocking. Given, Finding, opening. Giving, finding, opening. Giving, finding, opening. <laughs> Giving, finding, opening. Given, found, open. So whenever we are looking at our prayers, now if our prayers, sometimes uh, I, I think people think of their prayers as an interruption. You know, God, I know you're busy. <laughs> well, God, there's enough of God that he gives to every one of us his undivided attention. So if we, are, if we are asking, there is an intention. There is a, purpose, um, there is a purpose for what we are doing. Now, did you ever ask for something and you don't know what the purpose was? Did you ever ask for something? And, and uh, you don't know what the purpose is? You ask for a car. Well, I don't know. Do you know all the purposes for your car? Well, I got to go to work, you know. What about going on family vacations? What about having enough room for your kids? 
and your luggage and your and dog and your cat and, you know, <laughs> you know getting a trailer. <laughs> but you see, whenever we don't know all the purposes for what we're asking for. We do know that there is a purpose. We do know that there is an intention. We do know that there is some reason that we need this, you know, and, and using a car as an example. I, you know, I, I like cars, and I like to shine them up and make them look pretty and run them down the road and get them dirty. And, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> they get dirty. <laughs> so, but there is a purpose, and we don't know all of the reasons why we want to have this very thing that we're looking for. But there's a reason behind the ask, and the idea is that we will, it will be given. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is believing that it will be given. So if I don't ask, I don't have enough faith to receive. Now, while they know what I want, well, did you say? I always, I always think of my mother whenever she was in the hospital. She would, she'd say, well, the preacher never came to visit. I'd say, well, Mom, did you tell him? She said, no. <laughs> did, did somebody that you know tell the pastor that you're here? Well, not that I know of. Well, why didn't you ask him to come? Oh, I don't want to bother him. Well, then don't be disappointed that he's not here. <laughs> so if you don't ask, you're not going to get so the idea is, in asking, it's actually a part of our faith that we, are, we have an expectation. Now, seeking, seeking you will find. Seek is to go in search of. The little girl who wanted the rabbit, she had already been seeking for rabbits even be, while she was asking. Because when the ask got yes, then there was a nowhere to go. <laughs> because they were looking, she was looking for what she was asking for. So if you are asking for something but not seeking for it, you're not, maybe you're not going to find it because, you know, you're seeking peace. Well, then we need to start looking for peace. If we are seeking joy, then we need to look at things that are joyful. If you're looking for a car, you're going to look for it because you've been asking for, you know, <laughs> it's like a, uh, one individual I remember visiting years ago, um, this is a long time ago, he, you know, I knocked on his door. He had, I don't know if he'd been to church or not, but somehow I had received him, that he wanted me to come visit him at his house. And so I went to his house, knocked on the door, and we're sitting there and we're talking. And, and he says, well, I'm believing God for a job. I said, well, that's good. And I said, did you put your application in? He said, no. I said, did you tell your friends and so on? Do you know anybody that's working in different places? Said, yeah. Did you ask them and tell them that you want a job and you want the He said, no. And I said, well, how are you going to get a job? I'm believing God for a job. But how are you going to get it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I said, Do you, what, you think they're going to come knock at the door and say, hey, can I hire you? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe God for that. <laughs> he never got a job. <laughs> So there has to be, you see, the seeking part is that we are looking for the fulfillment of what we've been praying for and what we've been asking for. That there is actually a, a, um, a physical part that what we are doing is we are looking for the answer. <laughs> we're looking for the answer that we're asking for. Well, if I'm looking for it, it doesn't, then how's God going to provide it? Well, that's the whole point. 
God sometimes can move through people, sometimes he can move through you, and sometimes he can do things supernaturally, but you, we are responsible to do the seeking. I've got to seek for. I've got to seek for the answer. I've got to seek for it. So, <laughs> sometimes we try new ventures and new, new avenues. And... Um, we need to persevere because seeking is also perseverance. That we are looking for something and it hasn't happened yet, but we are continuing to seek for. We're continuing to look for it. And because, you know, so if we really believe that God is in, in, involved in this ask, we've also got to do our part in seeking and, and the persevering that we're, we're not going to let this go. We're not going to let this go because we've been asking for and we are seeking for and we're knocking for. Did you know, I, 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 sometimes I, I, well, most of the time I try and look up words and just get the, because I know what I think they are and I know my definitions of things are not always what other people's definitions are. <laughs> well, Webster says to knock is to make a pounding noise. To collide with something. I like that one, collide with something. Your hand is colliding with <laughs> the wood that makes a sounding noise. Our faith will, will collide with what we are seeking. Now, whenever we collide, <laughs> what happens? It's a collision between two objects. Do, you know, if we're wanting to purchase a new car, and we collide, we collide with the expense of a new car. <laughs> and it collides. <laughs> now what happens? Now what happens in the collision? Well, the collision of we knocking at a door is the anticipation that the door will open. So along comes the collision between the reality of what we're looking for and the payment, <laughs> the monthly payment, and how that they're going to be together, and we're now we're confronted with something else. That we believe that God, we've been asking for this, we believe that this is divine opportunity, now we keep seeking for this, and we have found the right thing, and now we are to knock as if the door is going to open, that God is going to have a provision for our life. Asking and seeking and knocking is three, three, um, three expectations, three ways of saying, I believe that this is going to happen. I believe that God can do the impossible. And we are in this journey of waiting until things happen. Now, Joseph, he was on a journey. Now, God didn't come to Joseph in the dream and say, uh, Joseph, I want you to be, you know, all, these, all your brothers and everybody's going to bow down to you. But I want to tell you that you're, you know, you're going to be sold as a, your brothers are going to despise you and throw you in a pit. They're going to sell you as a slave. Don't get worried about the slavery. It, it'll pass because then you're going to get framed. And uh, because you get framed, you're going to go to jail. And because in jail, you're going to do the right thing and interpret the dreams of these, these two people that work for the king. And they're going to forget about you. So don't worry about that. And at the right time and the right place, you'll be next to the king. <laughs> It'd be nice if we had that outline. David? I want you to know that. Or for yourself, I want you to know that. Well, what God tells us is, 
I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So in the whole process of knocking, or yeah, asking, in the whole process of asking, we are seeing in our mind's eye what we anticipate. You know, think about it. What do you anticipate? <laughs> what do you anticipate? Well, I think it's going to be a really bad year this year. <laughs> Crops are going to fail. Stock market's going to go down. People, what do we believe? I believe that it's going to be a prosperous year. I believe that God is going to supply all of our needs. I believe that God is going to give us wisdom and understanding in our jobs and our place of work that we are going to be the favorites where we are. That we are going to be highly favored by God in the place that we live and work and move and our friends and our neighborhood and all things because God's blessing is on our life. And because God's blessing is on our life, I am going to see things differently than if I were looking for how they were going to fail. If we have faith, think about asking and seeking and knocking. Given, um, finding, and opening. That I see how that God is going to work in our life and how that God is going to bring good from the situation I find myself in. So there is an action. There is an action on my part that I am seeking, I am knocking, I am receiving, I am asking, I am seeking, and I am knocking, I am in expectation. There's an action. Do you ever go to somebody's door and just stand there? You either ring the bell or knock on the door. Well, you go to the door and just stand there, and nobody opens, you go away, and you say, well, they didn't answer the door. Well, did you knock? <laughs> Seems kind of foolish, right? I go to the Lord in prayer. Well, what'd you ask for? I don't need anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, do you, what, what is it that you're looking for? Well, in our prayers, and I mentioned it that um, pray without ceasing, is that in our minds, our mind is always running. So we have a, cho we have a choice of run, have it re um, going over God's promises, going over God's, your expectation, uh, believing that work is going to be good, kids are going to be great, they're going to be blessed, they're going to be protected, you know, that our life is going to be more fruitful than it's ever been, that uh, the, the good things that are in life are going to come my way. Well, what if the good, bad things come? Don't worry about it. Deal with it and go on with the expectation that God is going to do good because God is the author of our life and he is the director of our life. Joseph, if he would have given up while well, you know, in Potiphar's house and he would have just been a nobody, he'd have been forgotten. But he rose to the top and he was framed. <laughs> Anybody ever been thrown under the bus? <laughs> you know? Well, what happened? You rise to the top where you're at. You know, he goes to prison. He rises to the top. Who wants to be the warden of the prison? Well, if you're in prison and you can be the head man, then go, so be it. You want to be there. So you want to be the best in the bad situation. Because you know that God is with you and that he will make you fruitful in the prison. And then, of course, as he learned to be fruitful in the Potiphar's house and grow and in and, 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 and the prison and grow, he became second in command of Egypt 
and he saved his family because he believed in the God who would see him through and fulfill the vision no matter what the circumstance. So we keep on, we keep on, we keep on what? Asking. <laughs> we keep on seeking. And we keep on knocking. So there is an action to this. <laughs> we look for. We, we anticipate. We are un... Un... un, un uh, not uninterrupted. <laughs> Unferred. Um, not... We don't give up because it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay? So Mark chapter 4 verse 10 says... When they were off by themselves, those who were close to him, meaning Jesus, there was a group of people with Jesus along with the twelve, they asked about the stories. He told them, you have been given insight into God's kingdom. Now, we've, we tell stories about the scriptures. What is, why, why tell stories? Because the stories are insight into the kingdom of God. How is God going to relate himself to us unless he takes what we know and takes us to what we don't know. You know, he just doesn't give us this sudden spiritual enlightenment and that we can, you know, we light up the world. <laughs> he gives to us the stories in which we understand how much he loves us, how much he cares for us, what he has planned for us. And whenever we enter into the difficulties, we trust him. So Jesus is saying here, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. That's the idea of the scriptures. That the stories that Jesus gave, the prodigal son, Jesus is saying, this is what it's like for God the Father. He will give you the right to go off and run, your, run away from him. But once you've exhausted everything, he's still there looking for you to return, the prodigal son. Whenever he feeds the 5,000, there's 5,000 men plus women and children. Here's a story. What's it a story of? It's a story of God's provision. Taking very little, two sardines and five flat pancakes from a little boy. Now, who was the most important, character, uh, who was the most important person in that story? The little boy? Yes, but there's one other important story. Who made the kids lunch? <laughs> Mother didn't let the boy go off without something to eat should he be out all day. You see, the little things that you do behind the scenes have a ripple effect on many people. That mother had no way of knowing that her, her lunch bucket <laughs> put together, her lunch sack put together for her boy was going to feed 5,000 people plus 5,000 men plus women and children. You don't know what your little bits of doing the right thing and providing for little things, how that those little things are going to be multiplied by the hand of God. So in our lives, we can ask and seek and knock. But in the asking and seeking and knocking, we are looking for, we are seeking after how that God is going to bless so Praying over your kids, <laughs> praying over your grandchildren, praying over your husband, over your wife, praying over our community, our nation, our government, praying over these people, praying over these situations, is that we're going to believe that our little lunch bucket of two sardines and five flat pancakes is going to make the difference in thousands of lives. 
You see, who was the Sunday school teacher? Who was the teacher of Martin Luther that helped him understand or come to the grips that the church needed to be rearranged? John Wesley. Who was, the, who was his teacher? Who was Billy Graham's teacher? Who were, who were, you know, those little influences, we don't know who they are, but we see the effects of them. And here we are in our little world, which affects the world that we live in. Because God honors our two sardines and five flat pancakes. God honors our giftings. And as we allow those giftings to touch other people's lives, God can multiply them to meet every need. Amen? Ask, seek, knock. That it will be given, it will be found, it will be opened. Every one of those things imply that we are doing something. If it's not, it can't be given unless we're there. We can't find unless we're looking. And it can't be opened unless we're knocking at the door. So don't be weary in well-doing, but give and allow God to continue to give back to you. Amen? Let's stand, shall we? Father, we are indeed grateful that you bless us and you honor our faith, that we've come here, Lord, to receive of you and God to give to you our worship and, and our needs. God, we've come to give to you our lives and, your, and accept your forgiveness and to receive, O oh God, the blessings that you bestow upon us by your mercy and your grace. So thank you, Jesus, for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving our sins. Thank you, O God, for your divine provision. Give us, Lord, give us, Lord, the faith to ask, the empowerment to seek, and, Lord, the continued effort in knocking. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Knock somebody down and say, how you doing? Knock. <laughs> How you doing?